Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This episode is brought to you by Collinson, worldwide leaders in loyalty creating and orchestrating loyalty initiatives and programs for some of the world's biggest brands in travel, retail and financial services. Doing it globally for over 30 years. Want to know more? Go to collinsongroup.com. Welcome to episode 181 of Let's Talk Loyalty. And I can't believe that the first month of 2022 is already almost over. Today's show feels like the beginning of a return to normality, with the return of the Loyalty Industry Awards scheduled to take place in person again this summer in June 2022. Today's interview is a chance to hear from Anish McIntosh the creator of the newly renamed International Loyalty Awards. And Anish is going to tell us all about why you should enter this prestigious event to showcase all of your amazing work over the last two years. So, Anish, welcome back to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hello, nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Anish. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Where are you joining us from today? Um, well, today I'm in France um, because of Brexit. It, I felt it was important that we should have um, a European office as well as a UK office. So I wow. split my time between the two now. Oh, my goodness. Truly getting international, Anisha. Huh? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, we were, weren't we, Paula? I mean, we were all rushing all over the world and um it's it's different for everybody now but yeah yeah um hopefully hopefully we're at the start of doing it all over again which would be great it certainly feels like it Anish so um super excited to talk to you today and um, we're here to talk about the international loyalty awards which is why I'm amused that you're not in the UK where you normally are um, but before we get into talking about your your fabulous um event happening this year tell us first of all you know my opening question what is your favorite loyalty program you're asking me this several months too early because this year more than more than ever before we as you know we've been running um the awards they used to be called the loyalty magazine awards and mm-hmm. um, now the international loyalty awards to reflect the fact that we are truly global mm. and i always every year I wait to see what entries are going to come in and every year I'm surprised but this year I think more than ever before because there's been such a major change in the way people are considering Mm. um what 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 customer loyalty is and not simply what it is but what it should be doing for the customer and what the customer demands the customer's changed without question so so because of all those things please Please come in June to the International Loyalty Awards at Old Billingsgate this year on the river. So we'll be sipping our cocktails, looking out (laughs) over the River Thames and the beautiful skyline. Yeah. And then is the time to discuss 
your favorite okay impress me and what is my favorite program okay well I think we might need to do another podcast when I come to London if that sounds like a plan sounds a brilliant idea yeah (laughs) Okay, so we'll let you off the hook on picking a program. I think the most exciting thing about your awards this year, Anish, is the fact that it's going to cover two full years of loyalty initiatives. So it's kind of double the workload, so probably a bit daunting for all of the judges behind the scenes. But as you said, the whole loyalty industry has changed I've often said actually on this show that I feel like there's a whole new level of respect for loyalty professionals. And we all know when there's fewer customers around that it feels like senior management just pay much more attention. So um, so how does it feel that you're going to be looking at initiatives over all of 20 and all of 2021 now? Um, very exciting, actually, because mm. writing for Loyalty magazine what yeah. I know is the amount of work that's been going on behind the scenes. Yeah. From at the start of the pandemic, the messages I was hearing were that people were completely reevaluating their program. They were fixing their systems. They, they were addressing the fact that privacy was becoming important. People were going offline in lots of different ways from WhatsApp and WeChat through to hiding their domains. There were lots of things we already knew about how the customer was changing. Mm. But since then, and you know, you and I both know this because as well as being loyalty professionals, we are customers. Yes. Yeah. We have changed. We're, we're not the same customers that went into the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic mm-hmm. over two years ago. Mm-hmm. We're different. Yeah. We we shop differently. Mm-hmm. We, we don't think twice about going online to buy something and getting it delivered next day. Yeah. Um, we we no longer have that desire to spend our Saturday afternoons in the high street. You know, we, 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 why, yeah. would, why would anyone do that? Mm. Interestingly, we're not traveling. Mm-hmm. So, so hotels have and airlines have had to completely rethink their loyalty programs. Everyone has had to do it. And mm. this isn't this isn't on this is no longer about structural change that is taking place, although that did take place in the first year. Yeah. It's about a complete re-evaluation of who the customer was. And and mm. that that is what I'm mm. expecting to see. I know that this is going to happen. It's a change from transactional loyalty through to emotional loyalty that I was writing about for the last awards um, two years ago, but now has actually taken place. And and firms are saying, I mean, Andy Kalina of Oracle said to me that um, looking at what a customer has bought is way too late you it's even too late if you're looking at what they're browsing for you've got to anticipate what they're going to buy and track them from then and because of the google cookie law which is shortly going to be coming in and all the other privacy things Mm. the only way you can track your customers is with permission. And how do you get permission? Mm. You engage with a customer through a loyalty initiative. And I'm saying initiative rather than program because old-fashioned loyalty programs are going to have to change because because we've changed. 
I mean, yes. how many people have actually earned many air miles, for example, mm. by flying in the last <laughs> two years? So they're not doing that. Business travel has taken a big hit and probably will never survive. Yeah. To, to yeah. quote another person, um, Chris Hartley of GHA, the hotel in, yeah. in independent hotel group. He was saying to me that he has completely redesigned his loyalty program because there are no more business travelers and he doesn't expect the business wow. traveler to come back in any great numbers because companies mm. have changed the way yeah. that they're running their businesses. So his loyalty program now addresses the leisure traveler mm. and is likely to do so mm. For the foreseeable future. Now that's wow. a massive change. It it used to be all about the top five percent of yeah. customers. Of course. And it, and it really isn't anymore. It's about the long tail. Yeah. I mean, um Chuck Errett of Currency Alliance is always talking about the long tail. And you know, <laughs> you can you can see his point. Totally. Um, it's, yeah. It's a different world. And I I don't really, I mean, I never know what entries are going to come in. I'm always fascinated to see what those entries are going to be. Yeah. But this year more than ever, it's it's a it's a green field site for loyalty. In I fact. totally agree. And there's a couple of things I'll pick on on what you've said, Anish. Thank you for all of that. Um, the first thing actually to pick up on is um, emotional loyalty because it's such a common term now, I would say, in the work that I do, but I fully credit you personally for bringing my attention to it. So at the Loyalty Surgery in 2019, you ran a brilliant event. Um, you know, we were all there, great numbers, learned a lot. And you were talking back then about emotional loyalty. And I hadn't seen the shift. And I wasn't probably in a strategy role at the time, but you're absolutely right. Everybody's wondering, how do I create emotional loyalty? So no doubt when the um, judges start to look at the entries now for the International Loyalty Awards, we'll all be looking for how are these brands creating those incredible changes in their initiatives and in their programs. So definitely want to acknowledge you and your um, expertise and insight on that particular one. And yeah, yeah no, definitely true. I, I remember the moment, Anish, you know, where there's sometimes like a light bulb goes off and I go, oh yeah, <laughs> totally got that. So there you go. So you did that for me. Um, and then the other point that I love as well is I know one of your big changes this year is about loyalty initiatives. And it's something that I suppose I've taken a very broad view with this show. Like I didn't call the podcast, let's talk about loyalty programs. Like I'm not interested in, you know, again, limiting our conversations to points, prizes, games, or whatever else the traditional mechanics might be. But anything that makes me feel loyal is actually something that I want to talk about. So I did a show, for example, talking about the power of podcasting to create a feeling of loyalty because the human voice creates that experience. So I love that, for example, you're broadening as well to loyalty initiatives for the awards this year. Well, it's not really just this year, to be honest, Paula. Ah, I mean, like you okay. said about 2019, yeah. I, I mean, I've been, I've been conscious, well, probably over the whole 10 years that we've been running the awards that that it's a moving feast customer loyalty and and that customers see things in lots of different ways and one example of this is um incentives and um coupons you know yeah 
we all get them in the supermarket. If you spend 40 euros in the next week, um, we'll give you two pounds, two, two euros 50 off, right? You know, it, yeah. And, and you look at this and think, this is money. This is, this is, this is actually cash that you're handing me as long as I do my next shot with you. Now, that's not loyalty. That's an incentive. It's a bribe. But if that is used within the context of that communication you have with the customer, because hopefully you have already engaged with the customer and you've asked them to belong to your loyalty programs. And now, because they're belonging to your loyalty programs, you are now incentivizing them within that relationship. Mm. Then it all begins to come together. So, so I think it's wrong for, you know, the high-minded in loyalty to say, oh, you know, we, we, we don't want anything to do with short-term loyalty um, um, initiatives or coupons or or bribes yeah. or anything like that. We're not interested. Well, <laughs> you know, you're missing a trick here because customers love them, mm. and you know, you you might poo poo free, you know, cheap um, yeah. casseroles or glasses, but if that's bringing the customers in, then that gives you the yeah. opportunity to engage with them better. Totally, and. and I mean, you could say the same in airlines. It's it's like airline lounges. Now, an airline lounge could be seen to be a bribe. It works. It's a bribe that works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't knock it. You know, I th- and I think it's great the way um, some of the best winners from two years ago had this ability to use unusual things like maybe games or or just something funny just yeah. to engage with the customer and it's yeah. all about that customer engagement totally. and how to do that yeah you're absolutely right yeah more creativity yeah yes i'm not a purist i'm not a <laughs> at all and i think anyone who is is going to get left behind you're right you're absolutely right yeah yeah and i love the fact that you mentioned anish that it is 10 years so obviously uh started by you through your loyalty magazine um yeah. was it branded the loyalty magazine awards initially for most of the 10 years or yeah. uh, it was okay so we had i suppose nine years of the loyalty magazine awards and now obviously your rebrand to the international loyalty awards so um i guess you already had a lot of international interest but i think this, I suppose, just cements that concept that anyone, whether they're in, you know, you know, the most remote parts of the world, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, this is the awards where you can get, um, I suppose, education, information, inspiration and recognition for all of the yeah, incredible initiatives. That's right. Well, well, it was when we started looking at the data this year, when when we said we, we took the decision that the time was right and yeah. we should run the awards this year yeah um in 2020 they were virtual which was mm-hmm. great but was fun yeah we all missed getting together <laughs> and celebrating loyalty yeah. in one place and i'm so looking forward to doing that in june yeah um but we looked at the data and we looked at where the entries had come from and we looked at where the audience had come from mm-hmm. and i think on your last um, podcast you um, were speaking to Eileen McGuinness. Now it's Eileen and Marion who are helping with a strategy and are you know taking over some of the running of the International Loyalty Awards. Yeah. And they said 
Anish, you're you're global, you're international. Um, And so why not make make sort of state the fact that you're international with a change of the name? And um, it it was a no-brainer, really. And, Mm. you know, we're simply reflecting what we were already, which is international. So definitely, I think the new name is very inclusive and East, um, you know, I, coming from a small place like Ireland, you're right, I know Eileen and Marion very well and very excited about their awards and their summit as well happening in April. But the international awards, like I always feel like, you know, the world can get very, let's say, US centric or, you know, we can become very inward focused sometimes in our home markets. And the same can happen here where I live now in Dubai. So I love the fact that it is being positioned internationally. And again, as a former judge for your awards, that was actually what was the most appealing part to me was to to see the global thinking. And I remember, for example, entries coming in from places like Turkey and places like India. And I hadn't realized the extraordinary expertise that was coming in from those parts of the world because I just wasn't aware and, you know, didn't get to do nearly enough reading of the magazine as I wanted to. So, um, yes, so super exciting times to have that that breadth and that inclusivity coming through this year even more. That's right. And and the ideas from from other companies countries and also the reasoning behind the idea and you you mentioned turkey turksel does yeah. extraordinary work every year every and year think, yeah. how have you you know how how can <laughs> you innovate year after year after year and 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 again you mentioned um india we have um entries from australia we have from south africa i mean i could go on the middle east all over the world and each one brings a new element to the conversation around loyalty. And it's absolutely fascinating to see how it's developing Um, and developing slightly different in every market. I mean, of course, US um, is a very different market. I mean, you'd expect it to be similar to Europe, but it really isn't. And I've just made a big mistake there because I said Europe, every (laughs) country in Europe is going in a slightly different direction. And I find that absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. And, you know, just the most important thing I think today, Anish, is to, yes, first of all, reassure everyone that they're um, more than welcome, actively, obviously encouraged to put their entries through. Um, But the other, I think, really important point is that there's only a couple of weeks left between when this show is going out and when actually the entries close. So February 14th is your deadline for entries. So maybe just talk through exactly maybe, Anish, what is in involved for people who are listening and thinking we did incredible work in 2020 or in 2021 or hopefully in both. So what should they be thinking about in terms of entering this year's awards? Okay, the most important thing is go to www.internationalloyaltyawards.com and download the Call for Entries booklet because that contains everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Read it carefully. And then when you when it comes to writing the the entry, what I always recommend is start with your title, mm-hmm. then write the short paragraph summary, mm-hmm. then do your your short version of your entry. 
Okay. And then when you've done all of those things, writing the full entry will be a doddle because you'll have already worked out what it is you want to yeah. say in the entry. So you're yeah. you're putting the most important things first. The judges yeah. have got a lot of work to do, as you know, Paula. <laughs> totally. And, and first of all, most of them will will read the paragraph that comes at the top, which is the you know the quick summary. Yeah. If they're interested, they'll then read the the two hundred word summary. Then, yeah. Then then they'll the supporting. go supporting. The, yeah. Yeah. But it, you know it has to be in that order, and um, you don't want to lose something buried in the main entry that the judges maybe won't notice. Yeah. So do it in that order. Let us know that you're entering and what categories you're entering. Okay. Because it's always good to do that. We're there to support you. To, oh, nice. To answer your questions. Yeah. Um, and and then get on and do it. And yeah. you can't win if you don't enter. And, oh, yeah. And there is a huge amount of kudos with winning an international loyalty award. A huge Oh, it's career so, career enhancing for sure, whether it's yeah. now or in another 10 years time, dare I say it, the fact that you've been recognized, you know, on the global stage is something that will always be something that you can be super proud of. Obviously, the event itself is a whole other social occasion. What it is about careers, I think, in terms of putting you on the global loyalty industry map. Both careers and about brands. Yeah. And I can yeah. remember feeling super proud walking yeah. in. Sainsbury and on every checkout counter there was winner of the Loyalty Magazine Award. Wow. I can't even remember what year it was now. But wow, I, you know, because they were that proud, they yeah. put it on At every till. Wow. And and that's that's what it means. And yeah. for a brand to win is is a big deal. It is. Yeah. And I like what you said as well, Anish, about letting you know that they're entering because you obviously don't actually judge anymore. You have your whole panel lined up and they're extraordinary experts in their field. But I think what you're there to do, if I'm right, is you're there to make sure that the people entering get the best possible advice so that they can put it in a way that the judges can easily, first of all, shortlist, and secondly, go, yes, that is a winning piece of work and needs to be articulated in a way that the judges get it. That's such a good point, Paula, and you're absolutely right. In fact, I've never judged. Ah, I sit on the judging panel. I do give my opinion, although I have to say the judges rarely take any notice of (laughs) you. But I I am there to pass to, because I've read every entry and I understand the entries. I understand where the people are coming from. And yes, we are so there to help. We want to get the best out of every entry. So so, so yes, any, and I, I'm very aware that anybody doing this who doesn't have English as a, yeah. as a first language is, is, might struggle a bit. And yes, we give as much help as we possibly can. Okay. Um, Lovely. To, okay. To the people writing. Okay. And is it time now to say 30 under 40 and 
personality of the year. Very important. Totally. So um, I was literally about to say I'm a particular fan of your 30 under 40 category because it gives me an opportunity to, to think back on all of the extraordinary people that I've met, that I've um, been aware that what they're doing. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe at earlier stages in our careers, we mightn't even think about putting ourselves forward. So I've certainly put a lot of effort into putting people to you for that particular one. Um, so again, I'll be obviously doing that again this year. And you just mentioned as well then, what was the second one you mentioned there, Anish? Personality or company of the year. And that also comes from people's just sending ideas to you, does it? I yeah. didn't realize that. Ah, yeah. okay. Okay. Right. And, and just explain the 30 under 40. Yes, yeah. you can nominate yourself or you can nominate a colleague or somebody you've come across. Yeah. Um, we, we don't say where the nominations come from. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's at the very start, we thought we were going to run the this particular category with a winner but it was obvious right yeah. from the start that that was impossible because the caliber of the nominations was so high that yeah. we couldn't choose a winner so now we just have a top 30 yeah. under 40 and Wonderful. we applaud them all yes we do and it's you know we we call them the loyalty royalty and they really are yeah. and watching the careers of these people as you see them yeah. running enterprises now, the, the the first ones that that came along. If mm -hmm. they're not running enterprises already, <laughs> they're amazing. And we, we've got such talent in the loyalty business. It, it makes me quite proud, actually. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And the part I always liked about that, again, just the 30 under 40 one is, I think it's an opportunity for uh, maybe managers of a loyalty team to really, you know, showcase, you know, more necessarily perhaps than one, like one or more people that um, are doing exceptional work. And again, they mightn't even make the shortlist, dare I say, but the fact that their manager says, I'm putting you forward for this, uh, be, just to recognize your work is an extraordinary piece of recognition. And I think at times like this, to your point earlier, Anish, all of our values have changed and we want our employees also to feel loyal to the, the business to the manager and what better way than to say you've done some extraordinary work and I want to mention you know in this potential global um, award-winning opportunity so lots of different ways that can be used totally yeah totally <laughs> great um, and well put because yeah it, it's okay it's like we've got the new category um, of employee loyalty in in the awards because again in the last two years has shown up those people who who have done exceptional things and may not ever get any true recognition for them. And this is a, this is a way of putting forward those people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think there's one other category that you've had a lot of change in as we, as well, Anish, um, which is your financial services category. So for anyone yes. listening who works in financial services, what's changing in this year's international loyalty awards? Well, the interesting thing about financial services is that lots of banks and insurance companies and, and other financial yeah. services firms probably do customer loyalty initiatives, but not necessarily under the umbrella of a customer loyalty program mm. because of changes to chargebacks and the way um, banks 
got paid, um, brought about by the European Commission and other governments, the the financials for financial services altered hugely. And a lot of customer loyalty programs were ditched. But there are other things that banks have done. For instance, somebody was telling me how many banks have written to their customers to say, look, if you've got any problems during COVID, do let us know. We're here to help. We'll do all we can. Yeah. You know, or just have provided a system that engages with customers well through a mobile app, maybe, or there, there are a lot of initiatives that I think should be recognized, but they may not have been entered in the past because reading the criteria, people thought, oh, well, we're not a loyalty program, so we won't enter. Well, come on, banks, <laughs> together, yeah. get your entry in, show us what you do to provide really good customer experience and customer engagement, and you and the criteria now enable you to enter the International Loyalty Awards. Wonderful. So a much broader definition. And just to pick up on the point about the um, the entries booklet, Anish, that you mentioned earlier, for anyone listening to this show, I'll make sure to include that in our show notes. So it's a wonderful document, super clear. And again, I suppose with my former judge's hat on, what I always felt was important for entries was really for the entry to very closely reflect what your call for entries is asking for. So it almost feels like stating the obvious, but there were so many times I was reading something and going, they're not really, this belongs to another category or they haven't articulated it clearly. And that's not what this award is intended to recognize. So I love your booklet and particularly, as you said, when there's big changes, and I know you've changed every year, but particularly for financial services, if they have new initiatives, they can go in and read exactly how to match up with what the judges are looking for and uh, have a wonderful opportunity to be recognized. Great. That's good. And just remember, February February the 14th is yes. the closing date. Yeah. The awards night, gala night, put it in your diary, yeah. June the 14th. Those are the two big dates that no one should forget in loyalty. Totally. Well, as I said to you before we came on air, Anish, it's already in my diary. I am certainly planning to attend the International Loyalty Awards in London on June 14th this year. So tell us, I know you've changed the venue as well, Anish. What's uh, what's happening with the uh, the location this time? Well, because of the Jubilee and various other reasons, the tower isn't actually available. Okay. And this was a bit of a shock, but then <laughs> we looked around and we found one that in some ways is even better because there's a huge outdoor space for cocktails. Ah. So middle of the, the English summer, yes. standing outside, all those beautiful dresses that the ladies will be wearing and all the men who never look better than, than in a, a dinner jacket. We will be drinking our cocktails and socialising on literally on the bank's of the Thames, looking out over, um, well, the Shard and um, oh, the whole the whole of the the River Thames um, landscape. It's a it's a delightful place, and it's a big airy. It's the old Billingsgate, so it's a big big airy building, high ceilings, perfect actually for anyone who's at all nervous. Mm. You know, huge amount of air and circulation. 
So um, we we think it's very exciting. And I certainly do too. And here today, as we're recording, Anish, um, the UK has actually even, you know, I suppose we removed an awful lot of the um, restrictions. So again, please God, all of that continues. I'm one of the people, thankfully, who's um, really just not nervous. I feel like, you know, please God, the whole thing has run its course. And by the time June comes around, I think there will probably almost just so much joy at being back together again in person yeah. that I think um, for, for me, I just, I just can't imagine missing it. So super exciting. Again, as you said, a very historic venue, which is always what I love when I go to London. London, because that's really what I associate with London being so, so beautiful. And of course, you can never fault having a few cocktails on the, the banks of the River Thames. So we'll definitely be clinking our glasses together, celebrating everybody who's here to um, to hear, you know, exactly if they've won their award. So um, so with that said, I think that's everything in terms of questions from my side, Anish. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention that um, our global audience of uh, Let's Talk Loyalty people need to think about in terms of uh, the International Loyalty Awards this year? Just get your entry written. I, oh. I mean, I can't. I can't repeat that often enough because um, it's 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 going to be such a shame if your great work is not recognised and doesn't get a chance to be put in front of our very hardworking but prestigious and talented yeah. judges. And please, please write your entry and get it in to us. Well, perfectly said. Perfectly said, Anish. We will end on that note. I will be sending out links to the International Loyalty Awards, of course, as your media partner uh, to our audience listening to the show. So super easy to find you. As you said, you're available for support and it literally just takes a bit of time to sit down, write that entry and then hopefully celebrate all the amazing work. So, yeah, not at all. So, yes, wonderful. On that note, I'll say goodbye. So, thank you so much to Anish McIntosh and the International Loyalty Awards from everyone at Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.